the title of today's uh, sermon or teaching, whatever you might call it, um, may it be from God. Um, first, we were talking about the law of faith. And it's pretty pretty unusual name because I, 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 I didn't quite understand naming it that either because I've never heard the law of faith ever in my life. But uh, if you're following along in the book of uh, Romans, we can um, all, you know, if you have your Bible, you can actually uh, turn to the book of Romans, or if not, that's, that's fine too. Um, I'll start off by reading the actual passage that I'll be mostly focused on tonight, and uh, it goes like this. And then what becomes of our boasting? It, ex- it is excluded But what kind of law? By the law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Now, I know many here might be familiar with the with the old law, the law that pretty much the Jewish people followed for many and many years. The pretty much the law that the Jewish people followed were was pretty strict on many aspects throughout the whole board. I mean, there's many restrictions, many things you couldn't do because these things were pretty much mandated as a standard. They were pretty much a high bar to reach. Sadly, the law, by trying to accomplish every single thing, we failed. We, as human beings, are not capable of accomplishing said law. The law, it's pretty much at a point where you have to be nearly perfect to accomplish this law because if you break any one of these laws, you already broke all of them. So if you're failing in one law, you don't broke all the laws that are, were given. So what, what, where does that land us at? So we're start, uh, I'll start from uh, Romans 20. So that way I can start landing, uh, laying out the, the foundation of tonight's message. Uh, so we'll, we'll go to Romans Romans 3. We'll still be on Romans 3. So if you're on your Bible, you're not that far away from it. Um, start. I'm reading like in small letters. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, so... On Romans 3:20, for by works of the law no man, no human being, for by the works of law no human being will be justified in the sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. You know, it's, it's funny because we were at a, we were, we were at Louise's birthday party and we were talking about many subjects that day. There was a a lot being said. You know, we were touching subjects with feminism. We were touching subjects with Bernie, like who's voting for Bernie Sanders. bunch of bunch of like weird stuff was going on. But you know, everybody has a different mindset. Everybody has a different opinion. But they were they were going about, oh well, in the law, it stated that you can't get any tattoos. You you can't you can't you you can't get get a scar and memorage or somebody's name and memorage of their honor. It, it was it was just uh it was it's, it's taboo till this day people people some people still don't like tattoos they they actually frown upon them 
Some people embrace them. I mean, they get tatted up to their face now, like Post Malone and all those other people. Like, what the heck? Uh, but we're, we're talking about the law of faith. And I was like, look. And, and I told, I, I don't know, uh, he must have been like Alex's brother. We're, we're going back and forth. And I was like, look, the law pretty much, if we, if we never had knowledge of the law, we wouldn't know what was, what was basically good and bad. Because we have knowledge of said law, we now have pretty much the understanding and an obligation to somehow, to a certain extent, have understanding to fulfill said law. So if I would have not known about the law in general, I would not know what definitely was a sin or not. But in the Old Testament, there's more than 500, you know, set laws that they had to abide from. And we all know the most important ones, the Ten Commandments. We know those. We have to keep those as, at, on our daily basis. But sometimes it's, it's hard. Because again, by failing one slot, one specific area of the law, we break the whole thing. We, we're obviously, in, in, in Romans 20, it says that no, no human being that uh, by the works of law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So wh what does this truly mean? Well, it's, it's basically doing God's moral law perfectly, which is impossible. I mean, people will try. People surely do try. You know, but the law makes sin known. It can save you. So by me trying to abide by these laws, at the end of the day, I'm 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 trying to save myself. If you can, if you can try to wrap your hand around that, try to wrap your, you know, your understanding around that. So if you're still trying to buy, abide by these laws, you're trying to save yourself. So why do we need Christ? So this is where we're trying to get away from. We're trying to get away from the law because there is a new faith. The law of faith. So I'm gonna go in more deep into it. So uh, now that I established a little bit of a, of a little bit of a foundation there, we'll we'll keep going through the actual uh, Romans 20 through 31, and I'll just keep dissecting as we go. Um, but but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, through the law, and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no destination, di distinction. Oh, my bad. Distinction. Um, what does that mean? So, it's a universal thing. The sinfulness of man. We already know the downfall. We're, we're, we know our status. We're born into a world that's sinful. We we don't come out the womb all willy nilly. Hey guys, you know. We we come into a world that's messed up. Today's, you know, society has their morals have gone down, and they've gone down over the years, over the years, over the years. People really don't care about any much about anybody anymore. They just want to be. There's a whole lot of this stuff going on. It's called like selfishness. A lot of people have a lot of selfishness. A lot of people worship themselves now. 
A lot of people like taking selfies. People idolize their own selves now. People don't care about any of it but themselves. People are, are starting, to, starting to stray away from what was considered good. Where did we go wrong? I mean, there, there could have been many factors. Um, I, I still believe that we went wrong possibly when we took prayer out of schools, when we took the Bibles out of schools, when, when we started definitely straying away from anything that was God-related. So some of these new generations are growing up with no fear of God, no fear of said knowledge of law. But what do we do? God, by his grace, has provided a righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith alone. What does that mean? God, by his grace, has provided righteousness. We all know God is righteous. God is almighty. God is perfect in every aspect of God can only imagine. I, I, really, I really can't even put my head around it of how good he is. Um, to this day, you know, God keeps revealing himself, revealing himself. We've seen many good things God has done, but these are just little things. God is capable of greater, 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 but he is showing us constantly, constantly. Check this out. I got new stuff for you. I got new stuff for you. Look, look, and the more we, we spend time in God's word, he keeps showing us new things. I mean, some of these things I, I, I was already kind of knowledgeable of, but now when you start getting deep into it, you're like, oh, wow. Amen. On the basis of grace alone, see, we, God, didn't, didn't really need to give us this grace. Didn't need to give us salvation. He could have just been like, you know what? Second flood, mm, everybody's gone. Or just done away with us completely. But he so loved the world. He so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son. You know, that that is love. To give on an only son. I want to give my son, just to let you know right now. I want to give him away. Um, but yeah, God gave his only beloved son to die for who? For us. For the, for the ones that are sitting here today, for the ones who are listening um, live, for the people who are listening in the radio, in the car, wherever, he died for us. God has provided righteousness apart from the law. We are no longer by the law, but rather under God's grace. So we're no longer dependent on ourselves trying to reach this moral standard that at this point would have never been reached. But wait, it was reached. So this law that I'm talking about that was so strict, so hard to obtain and keep was successfully done. It was done, not by man's standards though, not by any human being, by God himself. God in the flesh came down he put his own life. His, he, pay, he, he put his own self and paid that for us. God provided that righteousness. How did he provide it? Well, laying down for us. He laid it down for us. That the ones who have faith and have come to know this faith can abide in that grace. Now, that grace 
again, it, it wasn't something we, we, we deserved, but it, God, God gave us grace through his son. So we're no longer by the law, but rather under God's grace. We no longer work to be righteous, but we have been made righteous through faith in Christ. So no longer am I have to sacrifice a pigeon or a calf without blemish. They used to do that back in the Old Testament. They did it every day, day and night, altar, covered in blood, ready to have somebody offer a sacrifice because they had failed that law. They had failed it. And what? Somebody accomplished it. The impossible accomplished, but by God's grace. So this day, I don't, I don't have to, like I said, I don't have to go to, up to a high priest and say, oh, look, here's, here's, my, uh, here's my atonement. I sinned yesterday and I sinned today. Here's, here's my little calf. You know, sacrifice it on my behalf. Because you know what's the price of sin? Death. So I, instead of me having to, to die, the, the, the little sacrifice will take my atonement. But we don't need that anymore because Christ died for us. Christ fulfilled the law for us. So we are no longer trying to save ourselves because they kept doing that day by day. Why did they keep doing it day by day? Because it wasn't a perfect sacrifice. There, need, there, was, there needed to be more. Not just that. It, it was just people just continued and continued because they kept breaking the law. But again, Christ was the one who came down and fulfilled that law for us. But again, that doesn't give us the right to go and, and put the law aside. We have to keep in mind, we're no longer you know, trying to seek for our righteousness, our way to God. Because uh, God gave his, the way to us through Christ. So we're no longer seeking around, oh, which way do I go? Well, I'm going to go that way. Oh, you know what? I see Waldo going that way. I'm going to go follow Waldo over there. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, I see them. I'm going to go follow them. They probably know where to go. But Christ is right there in the middle. And he's like looking at you. And he's like, bro, I'm right here. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Where are you trying to go? Where are you trying to go? Why are you following him? Why are you following them? Why are you trying to, why, why are you trying to do it? everything everybody's trying to do? When, I, when in scripture he says himself, I am the truth, I am the way, I am the life. So we no longer try to please God by our own selves. Because trust me, God, God wouldn't be pleased with us. No matter what face or how much work you do at church, you can put the biggest front. God wouldn't be pleased with us. You could do so many things but it still wouldn't be enough without God's grace and mercy through Christ. So we would be trying forever and ever trying to please God, but we wouldn't be there ever. But good thing that, and then there was a thought the other day, you're like, you know, what, what if somebody were to ask you? Well, if God gave his only son and die for everybody in the world. And everybody 
in the world that had sinned so much, put together, and, and given in mind that Christ was crucified all throughout a, a time period of three hours, almost. Three hours of suffering, torture, humiliation. How, how did Christ do that, accomplish that all in a few hours? Bearing the sin of me, the ones in front, the ones in the back, the ones that are outside, the ones who are listening, how did he do it? If me, without my, you know, without Christ, I would have to, you know, find a way to God. And I can't. I can't. So he bared all that sin. I was supposed to be in hell forever. But how does Christ accomplish that for so many people? To go to hell for eternity when he was pretty much a piece of cake for him when he went down to hell himself. You know, when he died, that's where he went to, right? He paid that cost for us. But how did he do it for the whole world to pay an atonement, atonement for everybody for eternity? Because I know I would have been in eternity. You would have been in eternity, eternity, eternity. How does he do it? It's easy. Because God is eternal. No matter what. He's outside of time. He's died for so many, so many infinite times. Think about that. He's infinite. He's an infinite God. So just in case somebody ever wants to say, well, how did he die for everybody? Because he's an infinite God. He already paid all that right there because he's infinite. It's pretty much it's like one time and then multiplied times infinity. He died for everybody by just in himself alone accomplishing the law. Um, by paying uh, Christ, paying penalty of God's law. Christ pays the penalty of sin and also fulfills God's law. For us, we don't keep the law. God's righteousness is eternal. And that's what I'm saying. God is eternal. He's infinite. So he, trust me, he's more capable of doing all this. We have received, now let's enjoy what we, he has given us. You know, I see sometimes Christians, you know, kind of upset, sad, you know, and, and it's a normal thing, you know, people get upset, people get sad, but why, why not rejoice in those blessings that God has given us, eternal salvation through his son, through Christ, that we don't have to spend all the life in eternity in hell, that we can actually spend all your life in eternity praising him, being in his presence, which trust me, will be way better than it is right now. And be better than what would it be in hell. So, Christ accomplishing the law for us. God presents his righteousness to the ones who believe. So if we go into 20, 22 on Romans uh, chapter 3, the righteousness, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no this distinction. So thus, God presents his, uh, presents his righteousness on all who believe because we have all failed 
the divine standard. See, Christ set the bar so high in God and in the beginning, given the law, I set the bar so high. We, we were like trying to over here, trying to reach it. Like, it's like uh, if you were to like be right here and I'll tell you, hey, yo, Neff, can, can you touch that right there, that, that pole, that rafter, can you? Exactly. That's kind of that's kind of the way to put it. Us trying to accomplish that law will be like I'm trying to telling that, hey bro, try try to touch that black stuff all the way up there, bro. But with no ladder, no nothing, like just yourself, because that that's how really the bar was set so high. We had failed that divine standard so bad. It's not. It wasn't even funny. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we all far short. So people who say, oh, I'm, I'm a good person, you know, you know, it's cool, Ezekiel. I know you go to church, but I'm a good person, Ezekiel. You know, I'm a good person. I was like, uh, you know, I, I don't do nothing bad to people. I don't do anything. You know, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm, I'm a perfect, perfect example. You know, people will tell you that outside the street. You know, you know, thank you. Thank you for telling me about Christ. But I, I feel like I'm OK. Like I'm a morally okay person. That's not the point. It's not the point that you're okay. Trust me. If God were to come and judge you, trust me, they, that person wouldn't be okay. Because there, there'll be something, something, a, a nuke and cranny somewhere up there that God's gonna say, "Oh, yep. When you were five, you choked a cat or something." I don't know. <laughs> like. Like, I don't know, maybe you ate too much, like, on your cheat day, you know, that's gluten or something. You know, God will pull up something, you know, because that's just how, that's just how it is. We fall short. We fall short. Standing in front of God, trust me, I, I'm probably sure, like, one day when we're in heaven, we're facing God, trust me, it's going to be like, what, like a million signs, right? You're just trying to stare, and you're like, What? Like, what's going on? We fall short from God's grace, from short of God's glory. And, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. So people are like, well, why are y'all so focused in, in Jesus Christ? Because he's our redeemer. He's, he's the one who paid the penalty for us. Why do y'all talk about him so much? Because he's our Lord and Savior. Duh. <laughs> now, if we go to four, um, yeah, yep, ju justified by the by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And justified is pretty much something where that where, where um, let's say like you're in a courtroom and you're justified. They're like, oh, you know what? You're pardoned. It's okay. Your, your, your penalty has been paid by so-and-so. Somebody else is going to take your, your, you know, your place. So you're free to go. And you're like, well, who paid, who, who paid my, who paid the price for me to go? Like, if you get bailed out, right? If you go to jail, and you're like, oh, well, who bailed, who bailed me out? And they're like, yeah. Oh, don't worry. It's been paid for, dude. Just go home. That's kind of how I, you know, how I felt, you know, when coming, coming to Christ, you know, I, I was, I was lost. You know, coming to Christ, I, I, 
I didn't know none of this when, when I when I first started, you know, really getting in drawing near to Christ. Well, I remember when I gave myself to Christ back like in 2015. I, w- I was at a low point in my life. I was like, uh, and then uh, one day my mom told me because I was actually trying to get more in- involved in church after you know. All my friends were starting to get locked up, and all my friends were starting to die and do this and that. And I was like, oh. You know, and I was kind of, and Luisito was actually a pretty good example. And I was like, but he was smaller than me, you know? And he was, I was like, like, I was like, oh, Luisito, he seems pretty nice, you know? He's a pretty cool guy. And then Nev, you know, he was a real example, too. You know, I was in, you know, in the classroom and, you know, trying to trying to motivate people. You know, hey, come, come, to, come to the youth service. It's cool. And a bunch of people were there, you know, all of us, the... From what I can remember, and and I feel like God was really calling to me. You know, God was really saying, "Hey, Brian, you you want to accept Christ?" And every time somebody say you want to accept Christ, I'd be like, "Yeah, not today, not today." You know, I I I I'll kindly reject. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want nothing," because I wanted I wanted to hear what Brother Vargas had to say. It was interesting to me. I was like, "Yeah, I'll go over there." You know, the people my age, I want to interact, you know. And there came a point where I, I start, I start, I stopped c- coming to, to the senses of coming to church to, to interact with people, which, which is a good thing. You know, you're, you're supposed to be in brotherly love, but I kind of stopped coming for the people and I started kind of wanting to hear more of Christ. So one day, for whatever reason, I used to always have my headphones in church. I used to be listening to music, bad music at that, you know, like really bad music. <laughs> uh, but one day I started taking it off, and, and I was hearing uh, Pastor Pineda preach, and I was just like, oh, that's a pretty, that's pretty interesting stuff they're talking about there, you know. Like, I never actually paid attention. You know, growing up as a little kid, all these teachers, like like uh, like the little song of like, Sapo and stuff like that, and, and, and they try to teach you the best they can, you know, like, you know, like about, you know, very important stuff that, you know, build my fundamentals. But, you know, I, I kind of strayed it away and I kind of like just lost interest and all that. But I feel like God was really calling to me, you know, to the point where, you know, I surrendered completely. You know, it's like I gave my, my, my life to Christ because I came to a point where I, I, I wanted to please God. But I have I have so many vices that I needed to let go. But I didn't want to let go. But then I feel like one day the the Holy Spirit came came into my room and and manifested Himself through through my parents. Because it was like the scariest situation ever. I was like I'll never forget it. I'll still replay it. It's like uh, my mom told me, and I like I've never had nobody tell me that in my life, and I never felt that way. It was like oh well now that you're trying to get closer to God, people are. You know, kind of starting to see that. You know, we, you know, I I felt something inside telling me, I want to, I want, I want, I want to serve Christ somehow. I want, I want to get rid of whatever this is holding me back. And and through my mother, as I feel like the Spirit told me, you know, like you, you can't, you can't be playing on both volumes. You can't be serving the world and then trying to serve God at the same time. You gotta let go of. And I was like, whoa. And it shook me hard because she didn't say those type of words, but it, she said it really hard. Like, I knew what I needed to do, but I wasn't doing it. Like me and Neff were talking earlier, we, we, 
I, I was putting myself in a shell. God was telling me, look, it's time. Stop waiting, you know, it's time. And and until and like one day my mom really, really shook me. Says, you, you can't be playing God. You can't. Because God is one day he's gonna get a he's gonna get tired of you. And I was like, What? I was like, What do you mean he's gonna get tired of me? He's like, because, you know, like people people come to church and they and they put up a like an act, you know. But I was I was struggling. I was struggling and then one day my mom was through 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 the spirit just telling me, Look, uh, Dios no puede ser burlado. So whatever you're doing right now, you need to stop it. Because it's not glorifying God. Now that you're trying to be more church going, it's not glorifying God, so you need to stop. Whatever you're doing. And I was like, man, I, I, I didn't feel like it was my mother speaking to me. I felt like it was God speaking to me. Like, you need to stop, Ezekiel. I'm tired of it. You really want to change? Well, today's the day, buddy. I was like, okay. And then, yeah, so like 2 in the morning, I accepted Christ, you know, like 2, 3 in the morning. And then, like, and I, and I remember I told, I told Lucito that the devil was mad that I accepted Christ because I feel like there was, a, every time I pray at night, I feel like there was, like, something next to me putting fear in my heart not to pray. And it turns out it happened to be, like, a, a, a demonic spirit trying, trying to scare me. <laughs> Because uh, I, I never in my life have I ever felt like the fear I felt for like a month, something watching you constantly all the time, like and, and trying to attack you, not not just mentally but spiritually, you know, trying to put obstacles in your way, and it was just a sense of fear that th- this demon had possessed in my in my room. So I started researching my room and I started getting rid of anything that was completely related to my old lifestyle. And I pulled up a whole thing. I had to throw away a bunch of books. I had to throw away some like magazines. I had to throw away some, some picture portraits that had like the Virgin Mary in it, stuff that I, I didn't even see because I was blind. I was like, dang, this spirit was most likely manifesting itself because it was, it, it was really trying to trying to get me to go back. It was attacking me. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I had sleep paralysis. It was the nastiest thing you could ever imagine. You, you can't move at, in your sleep and stuff like that. But I, I thank God that he got me through that, that I'm able to stand here today and preach to you that there is salvation in Christ. There is redemption in Christ that we know that God sent his son to die in the cross for us. That we no longer have to abide by these laws by, but, but we can abide by the law of faith. That is the faith that we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we no longer have to be boasting. So what, what is this? And I'll just cut it short. Um, what becomes of our boasting? You know, people that boast usually want to uplift themselves. They want to be like, oh, you know what? I did this. Aquí se estrella el diablo en mi pecho. Stuff like that. People think they're real spiritual sometimes. But when it comes to face the real fact, people want to be like, oh, snap. What, what do I do in situations like this? What do I do? People are so boastful about themselves that, you know, they, they, ended, up, they end up so high but then they drop so low, you know? 
people uh, they think they're like oh you know I can do this in my own ability you know I have I have abilities I have you know I, I have so much achievements I have this and that you know I'm, I'm the zone pastor I'm this and that so so why are you boasting you know all that is excluded it's ruled out it's ruled out it's denied in front of God God's gonna look at that like why are you boasting so much bro like be humble why, why are you trying to uplift yourself so you can be seen by others you know, in Luke 18, there was this, there's a, I'm pretty sure it was like one of those Pharisees or uh, Sadducees guys. He went out of the public and he was, you know, saying, oh, I thank God that I'm not like this man here, you know, that's sinful and I'm not, I'm not sinful, I'm chilling, you know, I pay my taxes, I do this, I, I do my, t- I do my tithe, you know, I'm better than this guy. That's wrong. Why should we think like that? Why can't we all be, you know, partakers in God's grace, brothers and sisters and brotherly love? So then what becomes of that boasting? Nothing. You can boast all you want, but it's not going to get you anywhere. Because at this point, we're, we're not trying to save ourselves. We're already saved. To the ones who truly have faith in Christ, we are already saved. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will confirm truly to the ones who are saved. The, the Spirit will, will, will bring fruit to bear to the people who are saved. Because you, you can't accept Christ and keep, in, and keep him in a box. You can't accept Christ and say, okay, Christ, hop in this box. Cool. And go about your business. Like, why are you keeping Christ there? Why not magnify Christ in your daily life? Don't keep Christ in the box and try to boast on your own self. Like, oh, I did this. This is my self-achievement. Yeah, I make mad bank now because of my job. Well, thank God. Don't thank yourself. All the accomplishments you have done, you know, take the time to recognize, reflect. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have got to this point. You know? Like Lucito said, he has a he has a good gig going on right now. It's all in God's timing. Thank God for that. Let's not boast in our own selves and our own abilities. Cause at the end of the day, none of that matters. It doesn't. It's not worth boasting. The law of works is it's an effort. The law of works was an effort of a human ability trying to perform as best as we could. But we failed because we fell short of God's glory. But the law of faith involves belief and trust in Jesus Christ. Christ was perfect. Every aspect of the law accomplished it like never seen before. Who was this man? He claimed to be the son of God. Many people didn't believe him. Many people, to this day, the Jewish people are still looking for the Messiah. Can you believe that? When the Messiah walked amongst them. Man, I'll tell you what. If I, if I was like to go back in time and I had a time machine, I would want to go 
to the time where Jesus Christ was preaching on the Sermon on the Mount. He drawed so many crowds just to be in the midst of listening to Christ speak would have been a tremendous life achievement for myself. I would love to see that. But you know what's, you know what's cool about it? God, Jesus Christ does speak to us through the word. Just pick, just pick up your Bible sometimes. You know, why, why are we trying to, uh, to, to hide from him? You know, and especially, especially for the people who are at home, not going anywhere, spend time with Christ. You know, read your Bible a little bit. You're bored. Play, play, uh, play some Bible trivia. I don't know. I don't know. But let's let's try to draw near to God, because at this point, the law of works no longer. The law of works no longer works. So the law of faith is now what we are recognized from. God sees Christ in us. So if God would see us, he'll be like, uh-uh, no thanks. But now God sees Christ in us. He's like, hey, that's my boy. Yeah, okay. So he has Christ. But we have Christ through faith. And we can't please God if we don't have faith. So that is the law of faith. That it involves belief and trust in Jesus Christ. Christ was perfect. Jesus Christ was completely sinless. Offered himself as a sin sacrifice on our behalf. So we, we glorify God for that. We, we, we praise Jesus for that. Because he put himself on that cross for me. So I don't have to do that. I don't have to go with whatever he went through. But salvation by grace through faith, you know, the law tells you the importance of it. So should we completely do away with the law? No. No, we uphold the law. We actually, now that we have the understanding that what the law is, we know what to look for. You know, just because we're saved doesn't mean that gives us the freedom to do whatever we want. We have to still abide by some of these things because it's beneficial. We're saved by faith, but we're, we know we're not capable of accomplishing these laws, but Christ did it for us. So people might say, ah, oh, you know, don't do away with the law. I mean, the law shows us very important things. The way culturally how the Jewish people lived. They lived actually, uh, you know, they, especially when times with diseases right now, they actually have pretty good laws on how to clean people. How to, you know, if somebody was sick in their, in their people, they had to get, a, get, get rid of them for, for like a few days, you know? That that was like a law. They're like, oh, dude, you have something going, growing that's not that's abnormal. You gotta go, but you can come back after that's gone. You know, they they had laws for all that type of stuff. And like, but do we get rid of the whole law? No, it's it's God's word at the end of the day. But I'm telling you that we no longer have to work for our salvation because our salvation is in Christ. Now, for the ones who might be saying, oh, you know, well, like, how, how do I know, you know, uh, you know, that th this is like, uh, that I'm doing the law of faith as you speak. Well, like I said earlier, the, the Holy Spirit will bear witness. 
will bear fruit. You will bear fruit through the, you know, the Holy Spirit will tell you, oh, look, this is, this is right. This is, this is wrong. This, you're doing good. Sometimes we have to stop listening to ourselves because sometimes we confuse ourselves. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I hear something talking to me. Nobody talking to me, boy. Sit down. You, you, you have to really, you have to really, because I, look, I have, I have some problems with some of the, some of the people telling me, oh, God told me this, God told me that. You gotta be careful, then, people, bro. Like for real, cause, like, I don't know, but it kind of it kind of shakes me sometimes when people say, "Oh," and they're like my age. They're like, "Oh, God told me this," it's like, and, and they're like, "I was just like, okay, but you know, that's fine." But you know, like, if the, trust me, the Holy Spirit will give testimony of who who belongs to who. So, if the Holy Spirit tells you, "Oh, you belong to Christ tonight," good. But if you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you, oh, you know, you, you need to come to Christ, to come to his feet, you know, today's the day, if you need to. Because there is salvation, there is redemption in Christ. Um, to end the passage, I want to say, um, James uh, 2.14, we need action um, when it comes to our uh, to the faith, we do need action. Because right now, what I'm what I'm doing is action. I'm taking action in my faith. I'm proclaiming the word of God. But um, we have to take action everywhere. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? So, can the faith save him if the brother or sister is poorly clothed? Lacking in food, you know, um, so for, so forth. Uh, so, also faith by itself, if it doesn't have any works, is dead. So, by faith, also let's let's contribute. On top of that, that we know we're saved by Christ, but let's contribute to working as well. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that that need Christ, and let's contribute to that. You know, sharing our faith, sharing our faith to people. That is our work. Because God has, you know, Jesus Christ told us to preach the gospel to every nation. And, and that's what we tend to do. And I, and I thank God for that, that he gives us that privilege to speak it. You know, not, not having to be running away from from people that are trying to stop the gospel. Because there's people that can't speak the gospel in their country because they get persecuted and they get killed for what they believe. So if we have the privilege today, let's, let's do that. Because one day, you know, hopefully God comes by that time, there, there won't be the time where uh, you can't preach the gospel anymore. And let's take advantage of that time that we have it now to to work you know so also faith by itself if it doesn't have works is dead so let us work for Christ let us work you know our faith is there in Christ but let us work for him you know we have time already so let us uh let's pray heavenly father is in heaven hallowed be your name I thank you, Lord, for giving me this great privilege to be in front of 
to my brothers and sisters preaching the word. There's probably some points that I uh, might have missed, but I know that you're a faithful God, and I know that you have given me whatever you needed to give me. Nothing more, nothing less. Father, we thank you for the people who are here gathered to hear your word. They're, they're willing to, you know, sacrifice a little bit of um, what, what, what the outside world is trying to give to us, but I know that you're trying to give us something better. Lord, I pray that you may guide us on our way homes, that the word may grow in us and build more a fundamental in our knowledge of you. Lord, we seek your face and we want to see your glory. Father, thank you for the salvation that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ, that is above any other name. I give thanks to you, Lord, because I know that time is running out. And we only got a certain amount of time. We're waiting for your for your return, Christ. And and even if it, if, if it takes longer than it needs to, I know that you're coming. And that's something to hope for in the faith that Jesus Christ said he would come back. And he will. So let's always keep that in mind. That we are not alone. That Christ is with us. That all chains of fear will be broken. You who are listening here tonight, listening in on live, on the, on the podcast. May God bless you, you and your families. Be safe. And shalom.